Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Please have your seats. This program is not well arranged at all, at all, at all. Because how do you preach after Pastor Jimmy? Anyway, I told you I'm bringing you great preachers and then I entertain you in between. But now I'm not even sure about the entertainment bit. <laughs> Can you hear me appreciate Pastor Jimmy one more time? Wow! Now, imagine with me that you're trying to explain to someone who was not here what exactly was going on. What, what? what do you tell them? It's so hard. Even if you're watching online, I don't see how we, you can, we can transfer this to your YouTube, whatever it is. It's an experience. Do you want us to get Pastor Jimmy back here one of these days? We are going to arrange a whole weekend of Pastor Jimmy from beginning to end. And then we'll see... How, yeah. Hey, a whole week. Okay. I'd said weekend, but the people are voting for a week. Anyway, please have your seats. Wow. As we close. My goodness. God has blessed us. Amazingly blessed us. Amen. All right. Do you have a new a tank for one last session? You're sure? Some people don't seem to be sure. <laughs> May start pulling. Pastor Jimmy moves here. But how many of you know it's so risky to try and preach like someone? Because you find out that it's not working. Wow. What a blessing. As we get into death, the end, and we're not going to have breakout sessions today but about 30 to 40 minutes into lunch we are going to have a non-agenderized meeting here with some of the leaders from Worship Harvest and you don't have to come to that meeting okay that meeting is not part of your obligations to proclaim it's a meeting for people who want to dig deeper and know all the secrets behind the source. So if you want to ask deep questions uh, that are not online, <laughs> that's the meeting. You just come and we'll just be taking questions for maybe one and a half hours. And, but otherwise, once we break for lunch, that's the end of Proclaim in a way. So we want to give room because many of you are preaching tomorrow, 
and you need to go prepare, rest, recharge, and all of that. Is that okay? And some people are traveling today, so they need to go pack and go to the airport. Is that understood? Awesome. Uh, we have here one of the... We have, you know, this is a pastor's meeting, so it's nearly impossible to recognize people without offending. But one of our, our leaders or fathers in the church here in the cities, Apostle Bunjo, you're welcome. Thank you for being here today. You're welcome. Yes. Yes. If you're welcoming him, you'd better welcome him properly. Hey. Amen. This is where people wear in the gospel when you are in your shorts. Or is it diapers? Or something. So we are honored to have you here today. And my very good friend, Pastor Bernard Chirabida, over there. Thank you. You're welcome. He used to have a chicken farm and used to send us a tray of eggs every week for like three years non-stop. And it, he wasn't selling. He was just giving others gift, gift. I was like, you mean there are people like this in this Kampala? <laughs> wow. What you do? What you do? All right, I think I can start. Um, you know, all of this delaying is just recovering from Pastor Jimmy's session. I'm, I'm trying so hard to, to feel like I'm starting something else without going back there. Yes. So in the morning, we talked about young people as a core ingredient for movements. We are now talking ingredients. The vision you have, the engine you have, but now there are these subtle nuances, things that you will miss and you go try to do your thing and wonder why it's not working. Young people is one of them. Loyalty is one of them. Not breaking ranks. Everyone starting their little pond. It doesn't work. Now, the one I want to talk about as we finish is the anointing. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey. Jesus said to the disciples, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. He was talking to people who were fishing fish. All they knew was how to catch fish. And he could see the potential in them to catch men. And he was like, I need to show you. They, I, I'm not in, Jesus is like, I'm not into fishing fish. I'm into fishing people. And I'm, that's what I want you to become. But there's a process and it's called following. You know, the anointing has a lot to do with following. I want us to answer basic questions about the anointing. Like, what is the anointing? Why should I be anointed? Where is the anointing? Okay? 
How do I get anointed? How do I tell someone is anointed? Because that becomes important once you start talking about the where. Okay. So I'm going to use a few minutes here. Just a few minutes. What is the anointing? The anointing is the Holy Spirit. As simple as that. The anointing is the Holy Spirit in action. The Holy Spirit upon a person. The Holy Spirit in a person. The Holy Spirit with a person. That's the anointing. Because the Holy Spirit was there before people. Acts 1, 8, uh, 10.38. What does it say? How God anointed who? Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And as a result, what happened? He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. I really felt convicted to bring up this topic today. I, in fact, I was fighting hard because I had another topic I really wanted. But every time I would pray, this is the one that came up. Because I know we want to do and go and do great things. We want to go and do great work, movements. But how many of you know that the work of God is the work of God? You can have the best systems. You can have the missional communities. You can have the worship team. You can have, you can go to all the events, read the books, you can even get the book Embracing Revival. And you're like, I'm ready for it. A thousand movements with a thousand churches with a thousand disciples each. And you just feel like the more you do it, the more you hate it. Think about Pastor Jimmy. This kind of preaching. You have to ask yourself, is that even normal? Because you think it's the shouters. So you go recruit your shouters. And then also you try to shake your leg the way he shakes his leg. You're like, my right leg is shaking. And you try that away. And after some time you realize you, you just don't like it. You don't like what you're doing. Because you didn't know that behind all that seemingly natural, joy-inducing, atmosphere-creating preaching was the anointing. You can copy the form without the substance. Because that, that think about what Pastor May just did. And then compare to Apostle Mangalisos yesterday. It's different. And if you compare to Apostle Moses Kalansi, he didn't do, he was just here in one place. And ran out and, and even left us balance of time. But you cannot claim to not have been affected. So it's, it's, 
at the end of the day, the vessels must be available, but it's the oil. It's the oil. It's the anointing. It's the anointing. Our own story is that we had everything in place. Our doctrine word was in place. Right? Yeah. All the people we followed, we know them. Our leadership training was in place. What we were following, Andrew Womack, we were in, it was in place. Everyone knew God loves me. I'm not saved by my works. I'm saved by grace through faith. I'm on my way to heaven. Jesus loves me. I can love others. I don't think many people in worship service doubted that. Mm. Missional communities were in place. Mike Brin, we had followed him. He had never been here. When he came here, he said that he has never been anywhere in the world where his writings work as well as here. It's like when he was writing, he didn't know it would work this well. So, missional communities, where the system was in place. Church planting, the system was in place. Pastor Matt had come, he had trained us. We were now, we were now training others and we were planting churches. We were not sitting around theorizing. Leadership development, the system was in place. John Maxwell team, Harvest Institute, everything was in place. Everything we desired. We even knew, we even had enough sense to know that the movement needs a home or homes. And we had this building we were building. We had built it since 2011. So we had been building for about nine years. Okay. One building. Everything was in place. And then <laughs> we hit a jackpot. That's the only way I can describe it. We hit a jackpot. You see, our, our, all our lives in ministry have been characterized by one thing. Finding the right person to follow. Without following any of those people, we would be so lost. Look, if Andrew Mack had never come, if we had not followed Andrew Mack, I wouldn't even be married today. Yeah, because our marriage was so bad. So bad. And just sitting there, submitting ourselves to another, going through a Bible study where you watch a 10-minute video, answer questions, discuss, <laughs> minus anything else. Yeah. That's what happens when you Humble yourselves. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and in due time he will lift you up. There's a thing called being lifted. It's different from hoisting yourself up in your own effort. <laughs> Be lifted. So everything was in place and we were doing good work. We were doing hard work and then for one year and 
eight months, the Holy Spirit was trying to introduce me to Bishop Doug. But because he was so different from anything I knew, so different, I wasn't biting. You, have, you know, like when you're fishing, but the fish is not biting the worm. One year, eight months. Until that link which Pastor Jimmy sent. August 2020. I can never forget. Look, to show you how dramatic it was, we had been having 500 salvations on average per year in worship harvest. Like when you put together our evangelism efforts, that one recorded. 500. The previous year, 2019, was 500, about 521. And that was a lot of success. August 2020, start listening to Bishop Dad. In September of 2020, we hit 500 salvations in one month. No, was that September? October. 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 Because we started listening August. September is when we now like started soaking it in. In October, 500 salvations in one month. In November, 1,000 salvations in one month. (laughs) Up to today. Uh, from there now it's sometimes 1,000 a week in 2021 we had 40,000 plus salvations in a year same people eating the same food the same name of the church running the same system but something out of this world had come. It's called the anointing. Hey! Then we started growing. In one year, we went from 180 missional communities to 1,200. It's called the anointing. Up to that time, thanks to Pastor Matt and everyone who wished us well, we had planted 18 churches by December 2020. 18. By the end of the next year, we had gone to 39. By the end of the next year, we had gone to 70. And now 88. How do you explain that? Same people. Cracking the same jokes. Continuing to try and have fun. Same people. If, if you, you can, you know who, who said it? He said, someone said, if you can explain it, it's not grace. If you can tell how it works, it's not grace. I want to interest you 
And please, do not in any way interpret what I'm saying to mean you are not anointed. No. The anointing is the Holy Spirit and you can't even be born again without the Holy Spirit. There's too much detail there I don't want to go into, but I'm talking to pastors and leaders. So, leave out that detail. I don't, allow me to leave out that detail. I'm not saying you're not anointed. You think we got to 18 churches by not being anointed? And 108 emissional communities by not being anointed? Of course we were working with the Holy Spirit. But how many of you know there is a difference between a well and a river? They both have water. The anointing. By the way, even, even as I tell you this, I like the way Kev, the Rev, tries to imitate me. He says, I say, now, Jesus. So I hope it's not as bad as that. <laughs> Let me tell you this. And I don't think even someone like Pastor Matt who has global experience would argue against this. You will become like what you follow. You will become like what you follow. The conflict I've found, let me reverse. When I was at, at university, a great blessing came to us in Uganda. A, tele, a television called, station called Lighthouse, LTV, went on air. Now up to that time, we had never had Christian television in Uganda. So, what a, a delight it was. That's when we got to know about people like T.D. Jakes. Like, uh, where would the Uganda know about T.D. Jakes from? Rod Parsley, Benny Hinn, Joyce Meyer, John Hagee, Creflo Dollar, Joel Austin, Kenneth Copeland, Charles Stanley who passed on this week those people they fed our so because I think we were really deprived in our little churches trying to do uh, what are those things called orders of service or something you know but you know here is the thing there are no movements out of America So the conflict you're having, beautiful sister, wonderful brother, is you're trying to become a movement while reading books of people who are not movements. When all your heroes are mega church pastors, but you're trying to become a movement, and then you don't understand why it's not working. If you do well, at best, you'll produce a mega church. If you do well, at best, you'll produce a mega church. Because you become what you follow. Jesus said, 
follow me, I will make you become something. Hey. Huge church in one location with very well controlled systems. Everyone knows exactly what's happening everywhere. Which is not a movement. So our struggle, we are very well meaning people with good hearts. We've laid down our lives. You fast, you pray, you read books, you study, but your struggle is you want to become a lawyer, but you're in medical school. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, when they poke you, it's medicine that you've been studying, but you want to be a lawyer. How is it going to work? You want to become a movement, but you're studying church. And you're studying the successful models of church, not movements. So you, you see why it can't work. So we, we were also doing the same thing. You can, I can tell you many authors that I read. I'm a reader. I'm a reader of books. I re- I've read so many books about ministry. I, I hear some you argue with them while reading. But alas, we were not becoming a movement. Why? It's a spiritual thing. Ministry is spiritual. You can have your arguments, but yeah. It's a spiritual thing. So we push him. Now, anyway, so let's, let me save you the painful days. So Bishop Doug enters the, into the picture. We are there, locked down towards the end, end of it. And then 2021, I'm listening to Bishop Doug every day, every day. And you know his messages. The ones for training pastors. The, you know, he has many different ones. There's one for congregation, one for camps, one for pastors. The one for pastors, the messages are three hours, two hours. A two-hour one is a short one. Three hours, four hours. You know some of those messages, you, re, you look at the thing, 240 minutes. Four hours. I was just taking it in. Soaking it in. Meanwhile, on this side, mission communities are multiplying. Locations are multiplying. Buildings are multiplying. After building in one place for nine years, from that time up to now, we have about 15 building projects. Yeah. Concurrent, some of which are big projects. We, have, we are building at least, let me see, five, one, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven, we are building at least, including this one, because we haven't finished. It looks finished, but it's not. There are parts of it I can take you to which are not done. Seven projects, churches, all of which sit more than a thousand people. Seven, all at the same time. 
Even this morning I was complaining. I was like, I haven't got an update. Is it because Proclaim, all the builders at Proclaim? Oh, and they sent me updates from three sites where there is ongoing work. Same people. From that time, we started buying land. I, I think up to that time, we had only bought this one and the one land in Gayaza plus a gift. Someone had given us some land somewhere I'd never been able to visit it. Since that time up to now, we have bought more than 30 pieces of land in, in two and a half years. For the, uh, when I said 30, I should include the gifts. Yeah, gifts given. Significant property gifts. Yeah, you can't. It's spiritual. And you're going to be there, evaluate your gifts and your much education and your experience and decide that you, you will go about it your way. Look, you will be hearing about us because we will be leaving you behind. And I don't want to leave you behind because remember, we want a thousand movements. That includes yours. Why do you think we are laboring here like this? We would, we would have come into a small room and discussed among ourselves and said, Pastor Jimmy, tell us what you're doing. Uh, Apostle Moses, tell us what you're doing. We would have come together, 20 people in a room, and we'd go away saying, okay, I know the strategy. But why do you think we have 800 plus people here? Because we, 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 what that, what, that's what we want out of you. There's a movement in you. Do you understand? And because we are not bad people, we are not hiding what we know has worked. We are not like, don't tell them. Read this in secret. No. We are shouting about this thing the whole time. We are like, do this, do this, change this, change that. Stop wasting time. You don't have much time left. possible it takes the anointing and you know anointing um, did I tell you the anointing is the Holy Spirit yeah how God anointed Jesus the anointing is the greatest gift what did Jesus say if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how will your father not give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? In other words, when God thinks about you and is thinking about a good gift, let's say it was your birthday, do you know the kind of good gifts he thinks about? The Holy Spirit. Because if with the anointing you can do in two years what took you 15 years, on, in, in all areas, how can that not be a good gift? Like what other gift can you give that can yield that? It's not there. But this gift requires humility. When you're a big shot, if you're too big to follow anyone, you're too big to succeed. If you're too big to follow anyone, you're too big to succeed.
If the only person you're following is yourself, you already arrived. Enjoy where you are. If the only person you're following is yourself, you already arrived. Enjoy it. Because that's it. Not much more is coming. You can only start making progress if you find someone else to follow. Are we together? So the anointing is the Holy Spirit. Mysterious. Mystical. You can't put him in a bottle and say, I got it. No. And he gets poured out on humble people. I don't know anyone in the Bible who got anointed in their pride. Think you are the disciples of Jesus. He says, go into the upper room and wait. And he doesn't tell you how long you're going to wait. And you start praying. Day one comes, goes. Day two comes, goes. What a shock. Day three comes and goes. By day four, people are starting to think, let's be reasonable. Maybe the Holy Spirit came and we didn't know what he looked like. Day five. How many of you would stay in a service for five days? Because we don't have a record that they used to go home and come back. No, they were all in the upper room. People are just going either to have some. God says they were continuing in prayer. Acts 1.14. Continuing in prayer. So maybe they would go to the bathroom or go get a drink or something and praying. Day five, day six, day seven. Do you know that's humility? You know, even in a conference like this, it's only the humblest people who will wait for the end to say, okay, we have closed, now you can go, it's lunchtime. All the people who think they are big shots, they, they are like, I have something to do. I'm not going to wait here since this people's thing is running over. And then you go and spend another 10 years doing what should have taken you two months if you had received something. Because you couldn't wait an hour, you go waste 10 years. I'm just telling you what I've seen. Day nine. <laughs> By day nine, I think people are like, but really, this whole thing. Because Jesus went to heaven on the 40th day after Passover. But the Holy Spirit came on the 50th day after Passover, Pentecost. That's 10 days. 10 days you're waiting for something that is not definite. Those things of telling Abraham, get up and go to a place, I will show you. That's when you're like, if you show me, I will go. Like the man who got up to go and buy land. And after I had got out of the office, he realized, I don't know where I'm going. <coughs> but now he has land, and you who didn't get up, you don't. Yet, yet. 
Are you following? Ah! We must humble ourselves. What is the anointing? The Holy Spirit. Are you anointed? Yes. To what degree? I don't know. You can tell by the results. Why the anointing? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Acts 1.8 And you shall become witnesses to me. The anointing is necessary for the work of ministry. To become a gospel movement unless you are going to be a movement of something else. The anointing is a prerequisite. Right? Luke 4, 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. You need the anointing to preach, to teach. Isaiah 20, 10, 27. Isaiah 10, 27. Let me read it. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. We are not taking movements to people who are okay. Something must get them to want to join us. And that's the breaking of the yoke and the lifting of burdens. If when I come, I'm worse off than before I came, Mm -mm. I won't stay. But if when I come, the burden is lifted, the yoke is broken, opportunity is given, I'm becoming a different... Can you imagine all these people Pastor Jimmy was showing us here? That's called yoke-destroying anointing. Now you go try to do it in your own power because you now have a strategy called missional communities. will take you a long time and you don't have that much time. We need to be moving quickly. The anointing. How many of you know the anointing doesn't fall from down up? Yeah. There are people who are interested in grassroots. Grassroots. It doesn't, the anointing doesn't fall from down up says, there the Lord commanded the blessing. Yeah, it's like the, the what? Yeah, descending. It's like the precious oil upon the head, running down, down. Not across, not up, down. Is this a pastor's meeting? Do you want politically correct language or correct language? Do you know that you can never receive an anointing you consider yourself equal to? Try pouring water from one cup to another and they are the same level. 
unless you buy a small pump and you just pump it you can never it's impossible you can write the notes you can say the amens but at the end of the day as long as you see the person as you know that's Jesus he went to his hometown who's this boy is this Mary's boy isn't it the one who made Francis covered? And even the other coffin is the one who made the what? The funeral, he made the coffin. Ah! Even the bed at home was made in his carpentry. Now he's telling us what? And they retained their sicknesses and disappointments and illnesses because they could not receive him the right way because he was their son. This is our son, Jesus. Remember, he's only 30 years. He's, we are not talking about a 60-year-old here who is well-respected in society. This young guy here, he was recently down at the synagogue. Ah, and he says he could not do mighty works except that he laid his hands on a few folks. It's the only time Jesus had to lay his hands on people. Yeah. Every, by the time you finish this chapter, after they've gone to another place, it is whoever touches his clothes is getting healed. He doesn't have to be intentional about it. It's anyone who touches the clothes, not the person. Now here, he was the one putting his hands and it wasn't working. And yet, in the end, it is, he's not doing anything. It's clothes, touching clothes. In one environment, the man who laid hands and it didn't work, people were touching clothes and it was working like wildfire because of the level of recognition. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Say, I'm learning something. Say, it's working for me. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, what's the point of me telling you what you want to hear and you go and continue to struggle? It will make me a liar. Do you know why they say that we teachers will be judged more harshly? Because there is a temptation to withhold information that will help people and to tell them what you think they want to hear. And then you enter judgment. What is the anointing? The Holy Spirit. Why the anointing? It's essential for you to do ministry and movement. Now, I'm just going through some questions here, and I'm really trying to make it straightforward. Now, of course, by this time, you're thinking, I need the anointing. Yeah. That, 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 what is the anointing? The Holy Spirit. Why? The only way my mov the movement have been sent to lead is going to work is by the anointing. If, if you love yourself, your children, and the people in your church, by now the next logical thing is, I want it. Where is the address? Show me who's selling. 
Is it in liters, kilograms? How much? It's free. But where is the anointing? Now, this, in fact, typically when I teach about this, this comes later, but I realize I will run out of time. And this is the most important one. So I, I put it here. Because this is the one that most preachers, pastors, leaders, movement leaders are deceived about. Where I told you on day one, Jesse Duplantis went to heaven. It wasn't a vision. It wasn't a dream. He was in his hotel room. He was having lunch with someone who was going to minister in the evening. And he was having lunch with someone and God just told him, stop the lunch now. Go to your room now. And he just told them, I'm sorry, I have to go. He got up, went to his hotel room. And the moment he lay down on the bed, the, the, the ceiling above his room opened and <laughs> he was taken to heaven and he saw things there's a, a video on YouTube, you can watch it even those of you who don't believe so I don't know which heaven you have believed if you don't think it is there for people to go to and experience before you go because there are people their whole construct is they are non-believing believers They, are, they, are, they have positioned their minds not to believe. So he goes to heaven, he sees amazing things, vegetation that doesn't die. What? He goes, he's taken, he sees Jesus, he sees the Father's throne at a distance. Then he asks a question which would seem dumb, but you can ask it even if you are around. He says, I've seen the Father, I've seen the Son. Where is the Holy Spirit? No one has shown me the Holy Spirit. He's talking to this angel. <laughs> no, he's on earth. He's not in heaven. Okay. The next logical question is, where on earth is the Holy Spirit? We are all looking for him. There were two stubborn boys who were raised by a single mother. And they were full of mischief. So they always played pranks. So one time they played a prank on the pastor, the priest at the church. And he was so riled, he started banging the table. Where is God? Where is God? Like they were so godless, he was wondering what was going on. Where is God? So they ran back home. This time it was no longer a joke. They burst into the house and they asked, they tell their mother, God is lost. God is missing and they think we are responsible. <laughs> God is missing and they think we are responsible for his whereabouts. Where is the Holy Spirit? He said in the last days I'll pour my upon 
For we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What treasure? The Holy Spirit. That the excellence of the power may be of God, not of us. The treasure is in an earthen vessel. That's why you're looking. Because you are passing right past the vessel. You want the treasure. Some vessels, you look at them, you're like, can this vessel really have the thing in it? They give you water in a plastic mug and you're like, I only use glass. You're going to be thirsty a long time until you accept the plastic mug. Yeah. Because some vessels are plastic. Some vessels shout. You, you like it quiet. Some vessels walk around. You, you want it in one spot. Some vessels have interesting accents. Some vessels are short. I will not mention names. You want it tall. Some vessels are women. You, you've been told that God only uses men. Some vessels are white. But you're a racist. You only believe in black preachers. You want a black Jesus. Huh? Some vessels have dreadlocks. What's the name of that guy? Is it called Todd White? Yeah. Dreads anointed. Catherine Coleman divorced woman with the greatest healing anointing in history. But you're like, ah, yeah. yeah, so you, you, you do without. You continue using your uh, uh, analog <laughs> engineless mumuistic Seriously speaking. Some vessels, they don't agree with your current way of thinking. You know, when I started listening to Bishop Doug, I wasn't amused that almost in every sermon he attacked prosperity preachers and had written a book, Straightforward Financial Growth, about financial prosperity. Yeah, even some members asked me about it. You're forwarding us these messages by Bishop Dark. But this book of yours, what, what, how are we, what, 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 how do we reconcile? <laughs> You're just reconciled. All right, he has a revelation. This is my conviction at present I, and I, I don't I don't there is no contradiction in my heart at all at all I know that the reason most people don't serve God is money because they are looking for money so he's not wrong and he has also written about prosperity 
he that hath. So, there is no conflict. But you, the first time someone preaches something and they touch on something that is personal to you, you have triggers. You are triggered. You cut off the rest of the message. You start manifesting. Instead of getting anointed, you get annoyed. And we say, don't get annoyed. Get anointed. It's anointing you need, not annoyance. Treasure in Athens. Elijah asked Elijah. Oh no, Elijah asked what, what can I do for you? I'm about to go. You're, you're my man. You left your parents. We ate oxtail soup. You followed me all these years. What am I going to do for you? And he says, give me a double of your spirit. Yeah. Yours, the one on you. And Elijah was like, dude, you've asked a hard thing. This is hard. If anointing was as abundant as you wish it to be, every row in this room would be filled by a mega church pastor. Sometimes you just need Mike Maddock. He says, Wisdom, what is wisdom? He defines wisdom as the ability to tell the difference, to discern the difference. Is it God who doesn't want people to get saved? Who is desperate for people to get saved? God. Who knows that what it takes for people to get saved is anointing? God. Why on earth doesn't he just put it outside there in a brain cafe? We all go pick and go build mega churches. Oh, just packaging bottles we drink. Look, whether you agree with me or not, you're wrong. <laughs> okay, if you don't agree with me, you're wrong. It's the anointing. Yeah. If you ever find a church, with people who come willingly and they sit there every week. They tithe. Someone with beards <coughs> give you their money. And they serve on a team. And they like that. Because let me tell you, human beings in their humanness like to sin and they don't want to be submitted. We are rebels. Bible says all, of, all, all we like lost sheep have gone astray. And, and the Lord has put on him the iniquity of us all. That's our desire. So when a person changes from that state of, I don't want anyone to tell me anything, I don't want to give anything, I want my life, and they come, just know, willingly, just know there is something else playing. No, it's not the specs. It's not the degree in I don't know whatever it is. Something else is at work. And you know, you know, the worst of us for people are people who, you know, there are people who they have, their, their anointing, it's not 
doubtable. It's very clear. Like, I mean, Apostle Mangali, so he takes the microphone. Even if you are carnal like how, you know the anointing is at work. It's uh, Pastor Jimmy. It, I mean, we just brought the house down. I don't even know how the thing went back up. But there are some of us who just walk around talking. And the anointing Talking. Stories, joking, hanging, hugging, chilling. And so, so some of things. But me, I'm like that guy. I'm like that guy. There's no difference. It's called casual anointing. Yeah, the anointing is casual, casual. Just you can't tell easily. I'm telling, and I'm telling you the truth. Because for me, that's the problem that people have with me. They wished I was some man of God, you know, with (coughs) crocodile shoes, white, lime green. Yeah. With a certain kind of language. Three long beards. Three long beards. Yes. Yes. One, two, three. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hey. That's a blush. Blush. You're lifted. You know, sometimes people will come to me with a big issue. Then I'll just say, it is well. And they're like, please pray for me. Pray. Then they even kneel down. I'm like, it is well. I'm like, they're expecting me to call upon Elijah, Elisha, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, and Job combined. <laughs> Mountain of transformation. No. So they miss it. Yeah. So they, anyways, they later come back and they claim how they are shocked that it worked. Like, you, you're shocked. Okay. Thank you for your shock. It doesn't bless me much. The anointing is with people. People! Let me tell you, you're going to go to some prayer mountain and become a stick like this. Seeking for the anointing. And you passed all the people that God told you to follow who have it. But for you, you're like, I don't get it from a person. Mine comes straight from God. Now, who has said that it, it doesn't come from God? It comes from God. If your neighbor, if I go to Pastor Bethany's house and she serves me water in a glass, I should not, if I'm intelligent, mm-hmm. I should not come up with the idea that she has capacity to create water. She 
she's combining hydrogen, oxygen, two atoms of to produce water to serve me. Are you understanding? Were you made created by God? Yes. Now, if your parents, you were created by God, but through? Now, if your parents start thinking they created you, don't you think there's a problem there? You are created by God, but how, 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 I'm sure you can tell that without your parents, you couldn't be. Yeah. And they were for their vehicles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were, they so when we say the anointing is with people, we are not saying people are going to anoint you. Yeah. Elijah didn't have the capacity to anoint Elisha. Otherwise, he would not have told him it is a hard thing. He would have said, hey, it's what you if it was like my shirt or what it's like, no 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 I'm not going to need it where I'm going. Here is the shirt, even the shoes you can have plus the socks. It wasn't Elijah anointing Elisha. It was God. But he was taking the spirit that was on Elijah to put it on Elisha. You're saying it, you're saying it. You understand? So yes, it's coming from God, but I'm telling you, you've been around the mountain too long. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. There is a generation going to destruction because you are proud. Yeah. You're proud. You think you are something. No, not, we are nothing. We are nothing. We, we, are, we are just here by the grace of God. None of us appointed themselves and say. I will be like this, then no, nothing. Yeah. Ah, what a shock. Now, so he says it's a hard thing. Why? Because you, it's a hard thing. If it was an easy thing, it would be abundant on the earth. And you would be seeing people getting saved in their thousands every day because of the anointing. But why does it happen? Because it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing because you, you must, there are conditions that must be fulfilled. That's why he said, he told him for him the condition was, you must see me when I'm going. Like if you don't, that's it. Forget about it. That was the condition. Moses, God told him, bring, the seven, bring, 70, bring 70 men that will not be elders of the people. That's number 16. Or is it 11? Numbers 11, 16. Then he said, I will take the spirit that's on you. Not I will take my spirit from wherever. No. I will take the God. He didn't say, take the spirit that's on you and put on them. No, you don't have the capacity to do that. Just like a, a mother doesn't have the capacity to create a, a fetus in the womb. Yeah. It's God who creates it. Yeah. But the mother must carry. It's a hard thing. So he says, I will come there and take the spirit that's on you and put on them so they may bear the burden with you. Wow. It's the anointing. Powerful. 
Now, in case in your head you're still having arguments of, but I can get my own. Let's go to Jesus. Who, who better than Jesus? Jesus, you see, it says how God anointed Jesus. Who anointed him? God. Now, but where did he do it? How did it happen? Jesus went to the river Jordan under a man called John the Baptist. To be baptized. This man is here, and his message was short and not sweet. Brood of vipers! Down. A brood of vipers who has warned you. Brood of vipers! Then he lifts his head to say, Bro! Hey! Wait a minute. Bro! What a minute. Wait a minute. You're supposed to put me in. And he said, No, 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 no. You're the one. You're the one. Why, did it, why didn't God anoint Jesus in the carpentry back home? His own son. Why did he send his own son to a man? So that he could anoint him. God wants to anoint you, but he has sent you to a man. And up to now, you're resisting. Yeah, and the vessel is not, can you imagine John, they send you to John. Camel skin, the guy smells. The way he dresses. dresses, You're like, you're like eating. You're eating. You're like, I, 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 God. I know anointing is important. Even me, I would have loved to be anointed, but you've taken it too far. Yeah, send me somewhere reasonable. I will not. I will not resist you, God. Just give me someone believable. Send me to America. Oh, instead of sending him to Jerusalem, he sent him to the wilderness. That's where the guy is. And so that's how Jesus got anointed by submitting to John. Where is the anointing? It is God who anoints, but it is with people. Yeah. The p- you see, before I started following Bishop Doug, I couldn't do a pastor's conference like this. Yeah. No. You, you don't know that you came from wherever you came from yeah. because of something. Yeah, but because Bishop Doug does it, the anointing you follow. We couldn't even build quickly. But because he's building too many cathedrals, the anointing you follow. We were a miracle-free church. You know miracle-free? Miracle-free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, miracle-free zone. Yeah, just school and good teaching. Yeah, but miracles, no. If you needed a miracle, we needed to send you to another church to say, What's the go? There is this place, go, you'll find help. But when we started following someone with miracles, we also started getting miracles. The anointing you follow, amen. amen. So, where is the anointing with people? So, you're doing yourself much harm 
and your movement and whoever else you're responsible for by neglecting the vessels that God sends you to because they are young. You know, I have a friend called Apostle Grace Rubega. He's younger than me by far. He's young, but he's anointed. Now, because he's my friend, I have his phone, I can call him, I can text him. Do you know, I can't just say, this young friend of mine, ah, 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 ah. No, 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 no. When I, got, when I get to see him, I, I don't see him in that light. Yeah. yeah. I'm not that stupid. I'm not that stupid. Yeah. I. Yeah. I will not tell you. Tell us. I, no, there are things I can't tell you because. I. Ah, this is going to be online, so I don't want to say it. But I can't even go to see him if I don't have an offering on me. It's like that. This is my friend, but I can't just say, hey, Apostle, let's sit, have tea, what? Oh, we talk, bye bye, bye bye. I go. He goes, I'm not that stupid. Oh, yes. You are here moving slowly when you could be flying. Because you don't have the appropriate respect. And you know, when it comes to who God chooses to anoint, eh? There was a meeting. <laughs> hmm? There was. You did not attend. Yeah, the meeting that decided the person to be anointed. Did you did not attend. When when they check, you know, in the meeting they say, though members present, you were not on the list. Yeah, and then there is absent with apologies meaning they were invited but couldn't come if even on that one you were not there because you are not invited yeah you are not absent you are not present you are not absent with apology you you were nowhere near any whatever and your suggestion was not needed or invited you didn't even know that. So that's how it works. I'm, 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 I'm trying to help you because let me tell you, it hurts me to see men of God stuck. Look, those who know me know that I do everything in my power naturally to help people. But there are things that are beyond my help. There are things that are beyond me. I can give you money, but it will run out. If I could, I don't know. Yeah. Because I know that the task requires many of us succeeding. But our hearts are hard. We are so stuck in our ways. And you can get unstuck. Amen. 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 So I want to tell you, Jesus... For me, the supreme example is Jesus. 
Jesus humbles himself, lines up with tax collectors in a line into the dirty water to be anointed. To be anointed. To be dunked in the water, then and God says, okay, now this is it. You, you are there. I don't like this one. I, do, I can't go to this one. The other one, no, please. Please. Ah, my cousin. No, please. It doesn't work like that. The anointing you need for your ministry is with someone. Think, look at us without Bishop Doug. Where would we be now? Maybe we'll have added another four locations. We'll be at 22. You wouldn't be here. You wouldn't want to listen to us. What would you be doing here? The building would still be incomplete. All the other 14 projects wouldn't exist. Nothing, nothing. Just one person. Just listening to the messages, reading the books, going to the events. And some of you are like, okay, I want, but I want it to come to me. It's not going to come to you. Samuel didn't go looking for Saul. Even though Saul didn't know he needed to be anointed, still God made it in such a way that Saul is the one who had to find Samuel. Somehow. We must humble ourselves. Amen. Now, my time is up, so I'm going to deal with just one more thing. Or two, which is okay if the anointing is with people. You first, first sit down, I tell you. Yeah, the anointing is with people. The anointing is with people. Now, I'm going to get to the how do you get it, but how do I know that someone is anointed because the anointing is with people? How do I know? Jesus is talking to John. No, to Nicodemus in John 3. And he tells him something profound. The wind blows where it the wind bloweth where it listeth and thou hearest the sound of you hear the sound but cannot tell where it's coming from and where it's going. And then says such is everyone born of the spirit. You will not you can't tell a person who is anointed will sit with you in the cafe and you will not tell. The anointing is a bit like money in the natural. You'll sit next to someone, you don't know whether they are wealthy or not. It's hidden. It's until they spend some of it that say, this guy has this kind of money because the guy will have money in the bank and you're all there, you're both on border borders, and you can't tell. Yeah. Until there is a demand for cash. That's when the guy pulls out a card and pays. Huh? 30 million, just like that. This is like, eh? Huh? Oh, oh, oh. Until there is need for expenditure, you can't tell whether people have money or not. You're just sitting next to people. Like even right now, you're sitting next to someone, you don't know how much wealth they control. That's the same with the anointing. You can't tell by looking at a person 
by their accent, by their dressing, whether they have specs or not. One time I was trying to change specs and I posted on Facebook. You know, the, one of the wonderful things about social media is that it has both the intelligent and the idiots. <laughs> so all the idiots started vilifying me why as a man of God I use specs. Mm. That's when I remembered, hey, Reynard Bonke uses specs. Used to use specs. Ah. Like Reynard Bonke. Meanwhile, all the people, if you ask them, what have you done in the kingdom? How many people have you led to Christ? How many churches have you planted? You of much faith. Zero. How many eyes have you opened? Come help me, I'm the one who needs the miracle. Nothing. How did I tell that story? You can't tell. The wind blows. So how do you know? Just look at how the anointing is being spent. Yeah. If we both go to the supermarket to do shopping, I will only tell based on what you're able to purchase whether you had the money or not. If they send all of us and say, go buy land, I can only tell the money you had by the size and, and, and how expensive, size and where. Oh, this one has money. If even after a lot of pressure, you can only come up with a tenth of an acre in the middle of a sugarcane plantation, 50 kilometers from here, we will know, yes, you have money, but with severe limitations. Severe being the key word. So how do you tell a person that? Look at the effects. Look at the effects. I told you, people, if people come and sit down. Yeah. Is this a pastor's meeting or not? Are we allowed to speak frankly? Now think about it. You, the last time you called for pastor's meeting. Of pastors from your church and other churches. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's first talk about your congregation before we talk about the pastors. <laughs> Even the choir. Wow, you guys, my time. How many were there? So when you go for pastor, Bishop Doug's pastor's meeting, there will be 8,000 people seated chair to chair inside and then overflow. Everyone paid their way to fly there. They are paying for accommodation. They are paying for everything. Ah! And you're like, mm. then you're like, this looks Good, we also need a pastor's meeting. So you go and put out your artwork on social media. And then you hear things like, what a shock. Okay, let's leave pastor's meetings alone. How about your church, congregation? 
Aya, can your wife come for your meeting? That was Pastor Jimmy, guys. Me, I'm talking other things. Aya, <laughs> what time does she come? Yeah, you you stand there on Sunday. Are there people? It's anointing. That's why all the people, all the hot shots in this church who think they are more anointed than me, I give them one simple task. Go plant a church. And then display the anointing. Show me what you can do. Here is the opportunity. Take it. I'm not going to disturb. (laughs) Take two speakers. No, no, no. You have to buy yours. You think mine, I, that someone gave me. Okay, we can even give you the speaker and the microphone. And then you quickly realize things are not as they seem appear at all. People are there and people come every Sunday. And in, in sometimes another day of the week. You have to ask yourself, there is something God this is not a work of man God is doing something here and he has chosen this guy that I hate with my guts to do it and so I need to change my guts and start loving do you understand I have a friend here who she has her program on YouTube, okay? So when they put on on YouTube you can see that there are people watching live viewers many yeah now you also Because a YouTube channel is free, right? Yeah, you also open yours. You can, yeah. You have created an archive. Yeah. Huh? With a playlist. What's wrong with the conference? <laughs> you open your YouTube channel with a playlist, put your videos, and then you say, we are premiering. Yeah. You even get the best hour of the best day. You know, there is research, which is, which is the best hour of which day of the week. And then you air. And then we come on and click to see the, the live views. I am waiting for people to join before I start. You are like, I'm waiting for people to join before I start. There is a, a man called Jerry Eze from Nigeria. When he does his prayer meetings on YouTube, a hundred thousand live viewers praying and then you you put yours like we are waiting for people after you've texted or you even tell if you are my disciple my broadcast is on I expect 13 live views 
You're thinking, should it take all that technology to talk to 13 people? I'm supposed to be finishing. You people, you are the ones extending this message. Anointing. You know, you have to humble yourself. You know, Bishop Doug teaches us these things. You may find that you're a good teacher. Like, for me, I'm a good teacher. I don't think that I'm... No, not even... The, I'm, I'm a very excellent teacher. <laughs> so teaching is not one of my problems. Yeah. And maybe you're here, and when you teach people... So a, man, a certain man told me that... You are the only one when you teach, I understand. Yeah. And he's a pastor. He says that you, when you teach, I understand. Yeah. Now you may find that you are a good teacher like me and when you teach, people understand. But no miracles. You have entered the teaching room. You see the kingdom has many rooms. That's why he says, they've taken away the keys to the kingdom. Keys, not one key. You're in the teaching room, but where is the key to the miracle room? <coughs> Do you know, if you're so proud in your teaching room, you will never enter the miracle room until you humble yourself and realize this teaching is wonderful, but it is not all that Jesus did. There is something missing. I'm competent in teaching. I'm incompetent in miracles. So you humble yourself to enter the miracle room. You go to the miracle people, you tell them how do you do it. They tell you this, 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 that. You sow a seed and you go do what they are telling you. They will tell you no fasting, no miracles. You're like me, I like food. Forget miracles. How do I fast? What is fasting? Can I fast social media? Or you might be in your room of miracles, teaching, but money you can't find. There is another key. It's when you see buildings like this. Don't assume that, you know, angels come and add the paint while people are not looking. <laughs> yeah, you're like, which angel put that lighting rig? Send us the angels. You just need to humble yourself. It's also an anointing. Yeah. Like for us, we may struggle with many things, but money is not one of them. In, not in this church. Yeah. And we thank and they say if you can explain it's not it's not grace. It's a good struggle. Yeah, and there are things I'm not going to claim. Like I've not yet seen a dead person raised. Like my brother Daniel, Pastor Daniel. So I can't claim that. Yeah, but so I have to go and ask God, this dead raising thing, how does it work? Because it was also part of Jesus' what? Ministry. And we are supposed to be conformed to the image of his son. There's nothing like arriving. Look, unless you are not hungry. Unless you are not hungry. You are in the wrong meeting. You arrived long ago. You are even wondering why we are delaying you. <laughs> but for me, I'm hungry. I'm like, if it happens in Jesus' ministry and I haven't yet seen it, 
there is something I'm doing wrong and I know there is someone out there who can show me, who can impart it to me if I humble myself. Amen. Other things we will discuss next year. Including the how. What if Jesus comes back? I'm going to just list them and then you go fight with it. The first key to being getting anointed is to be with the anointed. Presence. Says bring the elders. Why, why didn't God say, and in fact he did it for one of the guys who didn't come, about two of them who stayed in the tent. He still took the spirit and said, but why did they say they should come into the tent? What did they say about the disciples? He says, when they realized these were uneducated and untrained men, and looking at the man who had been a cripple, they realized they had been with Jesus. Being with Jesus had turned them into something else. There are people you need, you know, there are people you're spending time with who are not adding anything to you. If you're always on top of the class, you're in the wrong class. What's the point of being in primary three and you are the position one for seven years? They keep trying to promote you to P4, you refuse, you say, ah, I want to stay in P1, P3 so that I'm position one. That's not progress. So there is your cocoon of people where you're the dude, you're the guru, you're the star. Being with the anointed. I mean, when Pastor Jimmy starts telling you all the stories of where he has followed Bishop Dad, ah, you're like, I'll be there. Do you understand? So that's, that's straightforward. Some people are like, me, I'll be anointed, but I'll never come near that person. It's not going to happen. The, maybe you'll be anointed to a degree, but there is some things you can only get when you're with a person. Paul told those guys, I long to see you that I may impart something to you. In Romans 1.11. Two is listening to the anointed. Yeah, Ezekiel 2.2. The spirit entered into me when he spoke unto me. Acts 10.44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came upon all those who were in the house. The primary method by which I first received uh, the Holy Spirit, okay, the anointings or the graces that I see are operative in Bishop Doug was by listening. Because I was listening, even this morning I was listening to him. In a good season when I'm not too distracted, I'm going to listen to a Bishop Doug message at least one a day. Daily. And I have other preachers that I like that I listen to, including Jonathan Shuttlesworth, of course Bishop Oedepo, and others. But Bishop Doug, that's my staple. Yeah, that's my primary. When I'm praying, I'm listening to a message by him. And they are good for praying because they, are, they give you a little bit more time to pray. Because of the length of the message. Do you understand? 
So listen, listen, listen. Three. I've given you two. What was the first one? Be with the anointed. Two. Listen. Three. Seeing the anointed in action. Seeing. Paul said, I long to see you. When he's seeing you, you're seeing him. Second Kings. Two. Nine to ten. Give me Second Kings. Thank you for Second Kings two. was when he was seeing Elijah that the spirit came upon him. Because, you know, I've told you that I, I always walked in the room of teaching. So I didn't understand certain things. So one time, one time, I went to a meeting by a friend of mine and he was praying for people. He was a very anointed man. And as he was praying for people, they were falling all over the place. And, but I just looked at him. I really observed him. Just singing. The next time I went to a meeting and I was praying for people, they started falling down. Then I was reminded observation. Oh, did you know that the anointing is not in your Bible? Okay, let's continue. That's another topic for another day. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. That's true. You can't throw away your Bible. That's how you're going to lose your way. But you can read your Bible and never be anointed. For is touching the anointed or being touched. Told Timothy, by the laying on of hands, the gift that was in you by the laying on of hands. Acts 8.18. What happened in Acts 8.18? Yeah, Simon saw that through the laying on of hand of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given. The one who wanted to pay for it, and they told him, with your money, it was touch. Either you touch or you're touched. The other woman touched. Five, taking instructions from the anointed. He told them, stay in the room. Until the Holy Spirit comes, they took the instruction. Those who walked out didn't get. I'm rushing. Saul was told, go those ends, you're going to find people who are like this and this, do this, this. The Spirit will come upon you. He started prophesying. He took instructions. Six, serving with the anointed. How did Joshua get anointed? By serving with Moses. How did the elders get anointed? By serving with Moses. Says they will bear the burden with you. Seven. Um, they only eight, so I'm nearing the end. I say, he's on seven, but are we going for 27? Seven is different from six. Six is serving with the anointed. Seven is serving the anointed. He said, this Elisha poured water on the hands of Elijah. Eight, honoring the anointed. Honoring anointed people. The the anointing you dishonor will never come to you. The anointing you abuse will never come to you. The anointing you criticize will never come to you. 
Amen. Have you enjoyed Proclaim? Are you ready for 2024? Yeah, I feel like it gets better every year, doesn't it? Wow. Can we stand and close this meeting? Thank you, Father, for your kindness. Thank you for bringing us here to impart to us your spirit, your wisdom, your ways, your knowledge, that we will go and become movements that multiply into multiple movements. Just open your own mouth and start giving thanks to God in your own words. Thank him for that one or two things that it has been clarified for you. Because for different people, different things have gained clarity. Maybe for you there is one or two things that have gained clarity. You're like, yes, this thing. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Even before you go to work on it or to activate it, give him thanks. Because it is in thanksgiving that we receive. He says that believe that you receive and then you will have it. How do we know you believe you've received? By giving thanks. So we thank you, Father. We give you praise. Thank you for the opportunity to learn from you about movements, about loyalty, about discipleship, about spiritual parenting, about young people, about going out to the whole world. We bless you. Thank you for the opportunity you've given us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. We are closing. Any moment, I'm going to ask the, our hosts to start coming. But I would like to challenge you to give an offering today. This is our closing day. After this, we are going for lunch. After lunch, those who want to participate in the Q&A, no agenda, you'll come back. We'll not come back too late from now because we want to be done by five, five-ish. So around 3.40, around 3.40. So those of you who know you are in on the, you are likely to be needed, you go eat fast. So 3.40 will be back here to do that. Amen. But, uh, Ashas, are you ready to take an offering? Sorry, I didn't warn you, so I need to know if you're good to go. Amen. I need some sort of indication from anywhere to tell me whether it's on or not. Are you blessed? Can you hear me appreciate all the speakers that have blessed us this week? Yes. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.